Welcome back to another episode of A Walk Back to Self-Love. It's a beautiful day and uh, just grateful to be alive. You know, made it through the uh, holiday weekend, you know, with all its festivities and celebrations. And I just, um, you know getting ready to head back to the great state of Indiana and I was sitting out in nature if you can hear the birds in the background and I truly am my happiest when I'm out in nature and just watching life that has no judgment has no racism has no poverty has no greed has no power has no stupidity has no ignorance And on and on and on and on and on. And I think that's why truly, if I really get to the root of it, why I love being out in nature. Because it's simply beautiful. It's life. It's God. And not the fucking white man sitting on a cloud looking down on everybody and only protecting the white and and straight people of society. I'm talking about God. The real meaning of God. Universal love. Acceptance. Peace, joy. You know, like I, I saw something on Instagram this morning from a friend that I follow on there, and uh, she posted her and her grandbaby just blowing bubbles, and it was, it was like perfection. You know, like if perfection could be captured in a moment, that was it. And she had put a caption: um, "It's truly the simple things in life and I say that all the time and so I was like yes so shout out to Toya on Instagram um precious photo so thanks for sharing sharing that with the world you know those little moments in life and I try to seek them out as much as possible you know I try to seek out the joy the happiness you know because I was sharing with someone that If it wasn't for my passions that I'm passionate about, I don't really know what would keep me committed to this life. You know, like, and it's not tragic. It's not, it's just reality. Like that's, that's how I feel. And that, and that's because I say it like that. One, it's true. (laughs) But two, it's because that is how much passion and anger and joy and awareness that I have inside of me and fight you know, just call it a fire the fire inside of me that it makes me want to keep fighting for something that I probably will never see happen fully in my lifetime and don't know if it ever will but it doesn't mean I'm going to stop I may put it on the shelf for a little bit and rest and recharge and just reflect and connect in in nature and then I pick it back up every time. It's like a book that you want to keep rereading or rewrite or, or adding to, you know, as you're writing along. Um, that's exactly how I look at it because it's something that goes so much deeper because this is who I've been created to be, you know, like um, the boisterous, passionate person that I am. And I've been like that since I was a little girl. Um, but But more importantly the the war on race the war on inequality you know like i want everybody to have a, a piece of of the pie in life i want everybody to 
have the respect to go live your life and not be questioned on why you do say, wear, think, be, look like these things. Why? Why the fuck can't we just live like that? You know, and it's still disappointing when you find yourself in conversations and you think you make groundwork and you're like, yes, all right. People, you know, are evolving and becoming more self-aware and asking questions and being more compassionate and empathetic. But then, you know, in one switch of a conversation, you're like, but we're still here. You know, like there's a lot of growth we acknowledge. We acknowledge this growth, but we're still here. You know, and especially when you find yourself in the middle of a conversation with a fellow Caucasian you know, you're like, okay, but how could I see this completely over here and be fully aware and empathetic and understanding and knowing that admitting all of these things about racism and what white people have done does not take from me. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and I say that because I think a lot of white people think, well, if I admit this or I keep acknowledging it and I keep um, fighting towards it and saying yes, yes, yeah, that maybe eventually I'm going to lose something, you know, that, that something's going to happen to me, you know, I, I don't know, this is just as an outsider that has had these conversations a lot in the last 10 years with loved ones, friends, acquaintances, strangers, coworkers, you know, without and I'm not saying that like I'm like a historian that's going to be thrown out dates. And, no, I'm talking about just having the conversation. Be like, but do you realize that X, Y, and Z, you know? And uh, and I, I don't like the word but, but what I'm saying is it's like, okay, think about it from this perspective. How would you feel if this happened to you or if you were in this type of scenario? You know, because white people that don't, have any open diversity in their circles of friends or in their family are never going to fully understand how would you how did I you know like I'm trust me and I've talked about this quite a bit in the last couple years on my podcast but you know it's it's one of the driving blocks between my family because it's like I can't understand how we're still here you know what I mean like and you get all the, the excuses and the butts of, well, I had black friends before and I worked with black people and there's a black family down the street and, you know, or gay, straight, lesbians, you know, um, whatever, whatever the situation is, you know, or Hispanics or Asians or anything that's that's just not white. You know what I mean? And And having the conversations of like, what's appropriate, what's inappropriate, why are we still arguing over this or you know just just dumb dumb shit that just doesn't ever budge and this is where you know when I talk about acceptance that's because this is all experience that I've gone through you know I'm not some person out here trying to be a doctor or a psychologist or you know um high up in knowledge of critical race theory I I'm learning and I'm sharing it along the way because maybe some people out there are like me that are struggling with these conversations and and you just feel hopeless sometimes where you're like, damn, you know, like I thought, what the fuck? 
you know, and, and the acceptance part comes in with, they may never change. You know, like if you're still at a disagreement and not to say the disagreeing is wrong. I fully believe that that's where a lot of good conversation come from, comes from, but like something as important as what I believe is a toxicity and imbalance in society is still being like a, yeah, but, or did you know, you know, and you're like, but why, again, I go back to why is it that I can see it fully over here and never feel bad about admitting that like, yes, slavery still exists and slavery, we're going to talk about it till slavery doesn't have to repeat itself in some way, shape or form. And I don't find it anything wrong with the fact that as a white person, I'm acknowledging slavery quite a bit and that we're still talking about it because there are examples out in the fucking world that specifically have the spotlight on African-Americans. You know what I mean? Like it's still happening, but in new age ways, you know, and shit that white people probably don't even see. And it took me so long. It took me to immersing myself into the culture by just having to meet somebody that introduced me to his culture and would talk about race with me and would be hard on me when I would say dumb shit or I would have the white blinders on and he'd be like, Amber, that's white privilege. Like, this is what I'm fucking talking. And I get the frustration. I get the anger and, and all of it because white people will never understand and I will never understand what it's like to live in the shoes of someone that is not in the immediate direct eye contact accepted by society. And white people will always fucking argue that. Well, yeah, but it's... well. <laughs> yes, not across the board. Is it every single day maybe for some? I don't know. I don't know because I'm not living in their shoes. But what I'm saying is you. It, it's a different lens that you... In a different energy and what I'm imagining, of course, that you have to maneuver in life on the days that you really feel it. Or the days you semi-feel it. You know, like, it's not for white people to say because immediately, just by our skin color, we're accepted in society. But then once you get to know the person, then you're like, eh. You know, like, I was in a conversation last night about this, <laughs> this woman who's pretty out there. Um, from the stories that I've heard, of course. Like, just, you're like, wow, she did what? She said what? Oh, my, she did what? You know, and so I had said, I go, well, when this person's out on dates, like, do they, do, do guys not like pick up the vibe that she's crazy? Like, and I hate the word crazy because, you know, men always label that crazy on women and you're like, but what is crazy? Like, that's such a, there, there's so many more layers to crazy. Like, there's crazy that would actually murder somebody. You're like, that's fucking, oh my God, that's, that's, that's barbaric. And then there's crazy that like, yells at you or blows up your phone with text messages and why aren't you know or whatever I mean there's different levels that men want to label crazy but like genuinely this woman just didn't seem right you know what I mean like you're just listening to the stories of what she had shared and you're like whoa and someone's like well because you know she's attractive so that's gonna give her a little bit of time and then you know 
she does a very good job of of holding it until you get to like the layers of it and you're like oh okay you know and so it's just I don't know where I was really going with that one but maybe it'll circle back around but I just I feel like oh I know where I was going with that. Sorry. <laughs> the acceptance of this of the skin color. It's like the acceptance of, of going out on a date. You know, there's layers that you, you have to go through. And immediately, white people get the first box checked. You look like me. So we'll at least, we'll at least got that going. But then maybe if we're talking about the work world, you don't have a college degree. So ah, you're out for me. Or you don't have this skill set. You're out for me. Or you're just annoying in this fucking interview and I don't want you to work with me. You're out. You know, but think about if you sat in that chair and you had a different skin color. All the judgments that would probably come to the surface of their mind of whether it was generationally or stories they've heard about someone or judgments from growing up, judgments from friends, all of that could potentially come to the surface and be interference in that scene. And this person could be way more qualified than anybody else that has interviewed for that job. But because of maybe the skin color or the stories that are playing, that person may think, you know what? Uh, I don't think this person's for And you're like, wow. You know, like, that's crazy. But... I'm just saying I think about that. I can't force people to think like that. You know, I tried for years. I was like, even when I didn't fully know how to talk about it because I still hadn't educated myself enough to have those conversations with people that would automatically resist when you would say slavery or you'd say black people or, you know, racism. And it's like, or just don't say that word. You know, I think I started with that. I was like, just don't say that word. Like, it's, it's not a good word. Why do you feel the need that you have to say it? Well, they say it and it's in rap music and ya butts, ya butts. And you're like, but so that gives you the right to say it. Do you understand the meaning of the word, the power? And who gave that, that, that word that much power? Ancestors that look like us, <laughs> you know, like white man, a white man and fellow white men started to label that word with so much power, so much toxicity, so much dehumanizing energy and that word has stuck up until now and still being used that word has been labeled in society and you know what the fuck it means and you know that it's hurtful and you know that it's a nasty word but yet people still fucking say it you know like so acceptance you know acceptance is hard it's hard for me it's hard for me to accept shit in life because you know that there's another way. You know that it could be different. And then you think, yeah, I'm going to take on the world and I'm going to make it different. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, okay. So then, you know, you start to give up and you're like, well, damn, you know, like, and then you come back to it. And that's where I say you put it on the shelf, you let it sit up there for a little while and, uh, and then you, you get back to it, you know. So yesterday I went paddleboarding for the first time and it was amazing. I loved it. 
Like, I was nervous. I was like, I don't know. Because you know why? Because the old fucking story started circulating in my mind of, oh, you're so unathletic. And, you know, you're clumsy and all this stuff. Because that's what I was told growing up. You know, so you're like, you start to take that on. So then I, me being me, I love a fucking challenge. I love a fucking challenge. Ooh, I'm like, come on, let's get it. Let's see what this body's capable of doing. And so that's why I have always been athletic because people in the home were always telling me how, oh, you're so clumsy and you got two left feet and you don't know how to do this. So I tried playing soccer and guess what? I was fucking good at it. I was running up and down the field in high school. I was slide tackling people. I was a cheerleader. Softball, that was boring. (laughs) So I was like playing with the butterflies in the grass in the field. I'm like, la la la. Oh, there's a ball by me. You know, um, so then family took that as oh god she's just never gonna succeed (laughs) because i don't like baseball and basketball even fucking worse even fucking worse i think i sat on the bench most of the season besides if someone was injured and then they were like you know what we'll just we'll just forfeit the game (laughs) so that's when i was like cheerleading yes and i was really good at cheerleading you know uh (laughs) so back to paddleboarding yesterday I was, I was impressed. It was my first time and, you know, it was quite the setup. Like, you know, it was just one of those days where it was like one thing after the other and you're like, okay. And then ultimately it just brings you to this situation and you're like, okay, so I guess I was just meant to paddleboard because I was originally going to kayak and then there was a hole and then you're like, you know, so it was just, it was a fun day, but, um, it really reminded me like how much life can be mirrored in physical activity, you know, just like they say in yoga, however your day is or whatever's going on in your life is going to mirror on your mat so if you're imbalanced in life you're gonna have a hard time balancing on your yoga mat and then you're gonna get frustrated and you're gonna be dropping f-bombs and you're gonna wish that you can scream but you're in a quiet ass fucking yoga class where no one's talking and you're like okay so i gotta have this war in my mind right now of how much i'm a failure on this fucking mat right now and you're like okay or you could just enjoy that you're taking a yoga class you know so then with paddle boarding, like I kept, I, I did, I fell in the water like five or six times, but I didn't care because it felt good. You know, you're like, ah, and then you'd start floating. You're like, all right, I'm floating in the water. And then you're like, all right, let's get back on it. So, you know, I was trying to just really push myself yesterday and I did it, you know, and I just, I love when people doubt me. I love when people doubt me. Because then it's fuel to prove to myself that I can do it. If it's something that I want to prove to myself. Let's add that disclaimer in. You know, like college education, not really trying to prove that to anybody. I know I'm smart. I know I have the capabilities to go to college. I just personally don't want to. And I think that that's okay. And I think there's more people out there like me who just doesn't want to go to college. You know, and even if it was free, like, let's be real honest. Like someone said to me, yeah, but I think it's a lot of it is financially for people. And that's so true. But if someone handed me a check right now and was like, go to college, I'd be like, well, can I take half the money and spend it on me? And then like, just find some courses that I would, you know, like in my interest, but like going for a degree there's not enough motivation for me to prove that to people (laughs) if I'm real honest you know but if it was training in something that I'm know that I would utilize then I would totally do it but I just yeah the whole 
college degree path was never for me. But anyways, so proving myself to people via the experience of a paddleboard, it was amazing, you know, and then just to float out there and just to go with the current of the water. And whenever we stop going with the current of the water is when there's an imbalance and you are just unbalanced in life and you fall. And I have fallen many times, you know, um, with my life journey so far. And I get back up every time. I may feel bruised and exhausted and wondering, why do I keep falling? Well, you know, there's always someone that's going to be right. I always have that conversation in my head. Well, there's always fucking somebody that's going to be like, well, because I didn't ask you. It was a rhetorical question. And I usually cut me off. It was a rhetorical question. I don't really want your answer. (laughs) But see, that's the thing about being honest with yourself and honest um, with who you are. And I think that a while back I made an agreement with myself as I was going through this um, self-love journey. And, uh, you know, just being truthful with my own shit the shadow side of myself and someone asked me one time they were like what what do you mean shadow what is that and I said it's it's all of your quote negative traits or characteristics that cause issues in day-to-day life whether you're reactionary insecure um abusive um you've had trauma and you haven't healed it so it, it manifests in different ways um you you numb out through vices, whether it's sex, drugs, alcohol, shopping, uh, focusing on your negative beliefs repeatedly. Like there's just so many things that fill into the shadow, you know, um, just all your bad habits um, would be part of the, the shadow. And so, you know, I made an agreement with myself that I would just put my shit out there, whether people judged it or not, or thought I was crazy or thought I was oversharing because I wanted to be raw with myself and other people because this is how I'm choosing to live this life because the other way isn't going to fulfill me, you know, and doing what people tell you to because this is what we're supposed to do and don't say this and don't do that and don't act like that and don't dress like that. Fuck all of that. Even if I'm standing alone in life, I'm not going to do that other path. (laughs) And so, um, you know, like... I'm going to end this here because I I do have to run, but I'm going to end with this. Like you look at Chrissy Teigen, Chrissy Teigen. I'm sure she's going through hell right now. You know, like I'm sure she's going through hell right now in a lot of ways that probably we don't even understand because you're on this quote pedestal in society and you make all this money. You have all these brands and in your marriage and you, you paint this perfect picture of your life because you feel like you have to, you know, I don't know because I'm not her. But you put on this this show to know that it was all fucking fake and that you were actually a really nasty human being to people and you still were until you got busted. You know what I mean? And then the apology started to come out. But is that authentic? Because you're still kind of rotten. You know what I mean? Like, I would never tell someone, go kill yourself. You don't deserve to be here. Like, everybody fucking deserves to be here. How dare you? You know, so it's like, where do you go from that? in in life when you've been busted of how awful of a human you are 
that's where you choose to have compassion and empathy for someone and understanding and acceptance, you know? And then you just know, like Steve Harvey, I was listening to him the other day um, at Detroit Radio, and he had this quote that he heard from somebody, I think, and it said, "You ha- sometimes you have to move people out of the VIP seats and move them to the the a different seat or a lower level seat or something like that and I was like that's so true because there's so many people that want VIP access to your life that don't deserve to have VIP and it's not disrespectful it's not rude it's reality if if there's resistance or you don't feel good in their energy or they disrespect you or they just lack the will to want to meet you halfway acceptance and you move them out of the VIP section you know? And so with, with Chrissy, it's like, the reason why I brought that up is because I've always been forthcoming of like how I was raised, what was said in the home. Because if I'm out here using my voice to contribute to, you know, anti-racism, I got to be honest about where I came from. I got to be honest about the struggles in the home and just learning and educating and thankfully meeting people to teach me what is appropriate and what's inappropriate and what is a white lens compared to a open lens because ain't nobody gonna fucking come at me and be like oh you're trying to be somebody you're not no this is the reality of it and this is my why and I'm not ashamed of it because it taught me so much to hopefully speak to other white people to start their own conversation and be part of the change because I'm not trying to be famous. I'm not trying to say I know more than I know. I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. You know, I love learning from people and I love someone telling me that's actually not and this is what it is. And you're like, okay, all right. You know, and if I offend someone, sorry, I don't mean to offend you. Uh, I'm learning and I would rather you tell me so I know and then I'll course correct and change it. And that's how I have been living my life. And sometimes, you know, we're going to get it wrong, but at least you're trying. So, um, you know, don't be fake. Don't don't try to act like you know everything in one subject or multiple subject or just be you and learn and be willing to look at life from a different perspective, you know, because life is challenging and it's it's really it's an interesting experience to live in when we're fighting over skin color. Like how stupid is that in the grand scheme of things? You know what I mean? Like the whole start of this experience with humans, the war on skin color, the war on race, the war on status all started from the jump. You know, like <laughs> there was never a, all right, well, let's all meet in the middle and have a conversation about equal parts of the pie. And it's never been like that. And we're supposed to just automatically overnight change that? No, that, that's taken centuries and will continue to probably, uh, who knows? Who knows? I can't, I can't make assumptions or predict, but I just hope that one day it's not like this. <laughs> you know, like crazy. So thank you for listening and energy exchanging with me today. You can connect with me on Instagram at amber.b.hugie or you can email me at amber.hugie at gmail.com so um yeah today was just a little bit of a passion and frustration and just soul sharing with you because authenticity my path of authenticity that's that's what i do for a living (laughs) 
put that into an Indeed job ad. All right. uh, Until next time, peace and love.